Coming in hot, it's another episode of Pete's and Picks. We have a special edition this week. We're going to be talking about college basketball with March Madness upon us. Coulter, this is your uh, realm of expertise. Yeah. Are you ready for it? Oh, I am so ready. I've been ready since January. Oh, it was a great, great week of conference tournaments, some crazy uh, upsets with uh, – you know Georgetown, Oregon State. We'll talk to talk about them in a bit, but um, the madness is already starting, and I just can't. It, it's going to be ridiculous. Uh, everyone in a bubble for for the next couple weeks, so I'm excited. You do realize this can't be an all uh, Connecticut UConn uh, podcast. We have to talk about other teams. They can come up once yeah. or twice, but not the entire time. I- I'm just excited they're dancing for the first time in seven years, so uh, I, I can't, I, I'm excited that they're at least in, in the conversation for one of the teams in March this, this year, so. Yeah, and they usually do a lot of damage no matter what their seed is, but um, yeah. let's get into it. Uh, we haven't, we didn't, we obviously didn't have March Madness last year. Uh, a lot of people will credit that uh, the NBA is one of the first organizations to shut down because uh, they shut down the season. But every, every, it seems like some people forget that uh, March Madness was shut down and those conference tournaments were being yeah. shut down. And they were really the national events that started off uh, everyone quarantining just a year ago. So it's exciting to be back. Last time we had uh, March Madness, Virginia was cutting down the nets against uh, Texas Tech. So uh, we're going to give our expertise on our uh, bracket picks today. Uh, Coulter, you and me are going to be uh, picking a uh, bracket together. For the uh, to see if people can beat us in our pool. Do you want to tell the audience uh, about our pool they can enter in i know you made a post about it on social media earlier yeah so we're gonna do we're gonna do this breakdown here but uh we're uh doing kind of like a free free bracket uh tournament that you can enter it's on espn.com uh free to enter and the winner will get a 50 dollar gift card so they can go get some beautiful slices of pizza that's right. So, we still have to figure out where we want to get the gift card, but it is mandatory. You have yep. to you have to spend it on pizza. This is a literal de- definition today of pizza and picks. <laughs> and picks. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, we're. I think we kind of got to wait to see where where the winner is and where their local pizza joints are before we get the gift card. But uh, yeah, should be fun. Hopefully, All we'll get a lot of entrance. A like. A like on one of our uh, Facebook or Twitter posts and a yep. follow on one of those social media pages. Yep, pretty easy. So, uh, yeah, you want to jump in? Uh, we'll jump into the West here. Let's get in. Well, let's get into it. I want to hear about your overall strategy for uh, yeah. uh, attacking the tournament. What success have you had in the past? Are there any years you remember winning uh, your bracket? What's the biggest bracket? So, What's your best bracket success you've had? So I've won t- two times that I can remember, and both times uh, it was the Huskies won. And uh, I'm not going to say that it was the only reason. Uh, the first time they won back in 2011, 
uh, Kemba was, you know, they were hot and they were actually like a favorite, even though they were, I think they were a three seed that year. Um, and they had a lot of things go their way. But then uh, the year that UConn, the last time that they were in the tournament seven years ago, they were a seven seed. And I, I mostly won that one because I also picked uh, Kentucky, who ended up being the eight seed and they upset uh, Wichita State, who was undefeated in that season. Um, and a lot of people had Wichita State going really far. And I picked them to get upset right away. Uh, I think Kentucky was the eight or nine seed and then they made it. I had them going to the final four. I don't think I had them in the championship, but that helped me a lot. Um, A big thing I think that a lot of people may do is they end up picking a lot of one seeds. Um, It's only happened twice in the whole uh, March Madness history of all four one seeds making it to the final four. But uh, I think some something like over 80% of the time, at least two of them make it. So pick a couple, but leave a couple out. I think that's a pretty good strategy. What about you? Do you have any good strategies? Similar experiences uh, to you for when I won uh, tournaments or like we took third in a a, a Missoula city uh, tournament. I think there was like a thousand entrants that year and uh, same results. I picked my team to win, picked Duke to win. And, um, then I also picked the other team that made it. So it was Duke and uh, Wisconsin the one year. Um, the downside when you pick favorites to make the finals is that everyone else is doing it. So yeah. you also have to hit on your other picks. Yeah. Um, Got to so have a couple good good uh, upsets. Yeah. Let, let me give you some stats about overall seed performance over the years because you, you already brought it up. Yeah. Um, 63% out of since 1985 – um 63 percent of the winners were a one seed okay okay so you pick a one seed you have a 63 percent chance historically uh to be picking the right team but that's still one in four you know there's still one one yeah pick the right one seed <laughs> yep, unless you picked them all um 14 of winners have been a two seed uh, 11% have been three seeds, and then it really drops off um, the uh, the four, the six, the seven, and the eight. Um, they've all number. won 3% of the time. And fun fact, the five seed has never won a, a championship. They've made it three times, but those pesky 12 seeds are already – they're always yep. knocking them off. So yeah. keep that in mind. The one seed does make it a lot, um, but – you know, the two and the three have had a lot of success. And then, um, you know, like you mentioned, uh, seven seeds won and eight seeds won. Um, so it, it's not just the top teams that have a chance to win it. Yeah. Okay. Without further ado, I'll, I'll hit you with some more random stats. Yeah. Like that. Uh, I, I'm really on the analytical side of <laughs> tackling tournaments and you have the, uh, the college inside scoops you you follow these games every night um so hopefully our our blend of expertise will come into play Mesh together we'll see, we'll see if we can beat the audience yeah i i think uh between you and i with our, our analytics and and uh experience watching the games should should hopefully work work pretty good absolutely well let's first we're gonna take it region by region yeah um we're going to pick a game together. We're going to debate 
uh, a lot of the games we, may, we might have to veto each other on some of these picks. Um, but we'll see, we'll see how it goes. And then we can always uh, make our own bracket afterwards and wherever we disagree. But Coulter, why don't you give me your overall impressions of the West? I, I think it's a interesting region. Yeah, we got uh, the overall one seed Gonzaga. They're the only remaining undefeated team, twenty six and zero. But uh, unlike diff- you know past years with Gonzaga, they they had a really stacked out of conference schedule, and it you know if COVID wouldn't have been an issue, that would have been even more stacked. Uh, they had Tennessee and Baylor games canceled, but they still play West Virginia, Iowa, Kansas, uh, Auburn. Yeah, so they they definitely proved it early on that they're for real. Um, so they're yeah undefeated favorite to win. It uh, will be fun to watch them. Um, I also like uh, going down a little bit. Uh, Creighton was playing good. You know, I was very surprised they got stomped by Georgetown in the conference uh, championship after you know playing really good at the end of the season. Um, Virginia has some COVID issues. We'll hopefully they'll be able to play in the tournament. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a interesting region. I think there's a lot of uh, potential uh, good games in this one. What do you like about it? Uh, I was surprised you didn't bring up USC with Evan Mobley. I mean, we have a lot of uh, first round picks, even lottery picks in this region. I, I haven't counted it up, but this region might, might have the most out of all of them with, uh, all the Gonzaga players, Evan Mobley being a top-tier pick. Um, Not Luke Garza, but Luke Garza's in there, too. We have to mention him, player of the year for the NCAA. I mean, uh, I'm hearing a lot of media saying it's uh, it's an easy path to Gonzaga, maybe until the Elite Eight. Um, I mean, I know that's only one game to get to the Final Four, um, but they are the overall uh, top seed, and I think uh, Virginia – or Trenton could give them trouble, and then whoever uh, gets to the Elite Eight to play them will give them a lot of trouble. Yeah, it should be interesting. There's a lot of teams in here that have kind of had a rough end of the season, um, whereas in other parts of the bracket and other regions, there's a lot of teams that are on the up, you know, playing good right in uh, this end part of the season and peaking at the right time. So, uh, I, I do think looking at it first view, I think that Gonzaga probably has the easiest road from the one seeds, but it's, it, yeah, I mean, this tournament's going to be like un, unlike any other uh, with everyone being in the bubble, mental health is going to be an issue. So, I mean, it's going to be pretty crazy to watch. Um, yeah, it, I, I'm excited. One- if there's one thing we learned about the NBA bubble, it's the team. I think it's the teams that can scheme for their upcoming matches are going to do best. I think that's the number one reason the Heat made it because they schemed uh, so well on defense that they came up yeah. with a blueprint to stop Giannis. They still use the day and uh, they, they came up with some very good uh, zone schemes against the Celtics. So I think mm-hmm. the best coaches will play a big role uh, in this bubble yeah. that it's it's going to be confusing all the protocols they have since it's it's not just you know 16 teams it's 68 teams so and and it's starting on I, I just learned this today it's starting on Friday they're doing the first four in on Thursday Friday, Saturday Sunday Monday yeah Gee, yikes and then the next weekend it'll 
it'll be Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Yep. Yikes. Okay, so why don't we go through this uh, West region now and uh, pick our team? Make some make some picks. Make some picks. All right. Well, let's start with that first one, uh, Gonzaga, and you got the play-in game between North. Is it Norfolk State and Appalachian State? I believe. Yeah, that sounds right. Who cares? Um, we know who we're picking. Yeah, we're we're gonna pick Gonzaga. They're the one seed that I. I think it's different comparatively to the one seed Virginia a couple of years ago that lost to UMBC. This team literally will run teams out of the gym offensively. Um, I, yeah, they don't have trouble scoring the ball like that Virginia team did. And I, yeah, I think this will be an easy one. Yeah, no kidding. They're literally the number one offensive uh, efficiency uh, yeah. in the nation. So, yeah, they have three levels of scoring, crazy deep bench. Uh, yeah, they're a good team. Okay, uh, uh, you, you tell me what you think of this next pick. This is a very intriguing pick uh, game for me because both teams were playing really good in the middle of the season, and they both just played like garbage uh, the last uh, five, six, seven, eight games of the season. Had bad Februaries. Um, I think Oklahoma's on a five-game losing streak right now. All, most of them are versus, uh, ranked teams, so you, you got to give them some benefit of the doubt. But Missouri, I think they lost six of their last nine. Um, so both teams are looking to get a win to, you know, get that confidence back. Um, you know, I think I probably would choose ah, – that's a tough one. I don't know. Who, who do you have before I give my, my pick? Um, okay, I, well, I've got, I've got Missouri – the nine seed actually beats the eight seed more often, yeah. and uh, Missouri's four and two against uh, top twenty-five. And you made a good point about uh, Oklahoma's losing streak. Yeah, I mean the SEC has been um, pretty good this year, so I like Missouri with this one. I okay. The SEC is actually down comparatively to past years. They have two top teams, but then it, it dropped off really. I like them. I like the SEC um, this year. I. You know, Austin Reeves, uh, you know, Big 12 Player of the Year candidate. He, uh, I think he's leading them in points, assists, and rebounds right now for the point guard position uh, transfer from Wichita State. Um, and they can, you know, all the Oklahoma teams, they shoot the ball. So um, if they can get the three-point, you know, hitting, I think they'll be a good team. Uh, Missouri's got a pretty solid defense. Um they have trouble scoring the ball sometimes, but uh, I think I think in your decision, the nine seed beating the eight seed, I just think Missouri overall can withstand a little bit better. Oklahoma's defense has at times looked really bad in the past month, so I think that's probably a safe pick. I like to pick the nine seeds also because I can just say I picked an upset. <laughs> the closest of all the upsets technically. Coulter, I know uh, you like Creighton, they're, uh, the team that beat UConn to get yeah. to the Big East final, so I'm going to let you make the pick with this one. So tell me what you think about this matchup. Yeah, I like Creighton. Uh, they have, uh, I think, the Big East player of the year in Marcus Senorowski. Uh, they have three guys that can shoot three ball over 40%, and they have a really good defense. Um, they did have the turmoil with their coach um, getting suspended during the Big East tournament, but they – 
they looked good until that Big East tournament game. Uh, so I'm I'm handily going Creighton here. Uh, those those twelve five matchups can be a little uneasy at times, but I think this is a pretty solid bet. Yeah, interesting thing about I just saw this um, today actually, but uh, the Big East Player of the Year was a three way tie. Um, I can't even say this guy's name. Oh my gosh! Uh, uh, so it's Robinson Earl. Uh, like you said, and then Mamu Kilashli. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, Mamu, uh, call us Valley from Seton Hall. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. they all tied. Okay, but I I think Marcus Zanagorowski was out with an injury, so that probably cost him the player of the year. He was first team all Big East, but Mm -hmm. yeah, they're they're a senior driven team, they're really solid. Yeah, I like Creighton too. Okay. Cool. So uh, I think we're, this is an interesting match of Virginia, Ohio. Um, I'm going to let you get first stab at this one because I'd love to hear your take on your ACC guy. So I'll, I'll make I'll make my uh, uh, stance for Virginia on this one. Although I like both teams, so um, I was looking at past winners and I wanted to find trends in college basketball. And the big one that stands out is offensive teams win more often than not. Um, l- let me rattle off some uh, stats at you here. Um, UConn's the contradiction and so is Virginia. But um, in the last 10 years, not counting last year, so starting uh, in 2010, um, seven of the 10 teams have been rated uh, in the top 10 for offensive efficiency. Uh, Duke, seventh. Uh, 2010, 2012, Kentucky four, 2013, Louisville nine, Duke was fourth again. And then we can fast forward and look at uh, Villanova was number one in 2018, which uh, Gonzaga, just for the audience, uh, Gonzaga is number one this year in offensive efficiency. I bring it up because uh, both Virginia and Ohio are in the top uh, 15 um, of offensive efficiency. Virginia slows the game down a lot. Um, Ohio likes to score a lot and the one thing about Ohio I don't like is that they haven't played a lot of big teams they beat uh, Liberty and I think they've beat Notre Dame um, Virginia's have a tougher schedule but you made the good point about them dealing with COVID so they don't have the team I think they're gonna have I'd be worried so that might be one I might want to pick Virginia now and then we can switch it later uh, since we have all the way until probably at least Thursday to make our switch well, we can always make our our switch on the on our individual ones. Uh, I'll give you I'll give you my rebuttal, I guess, on Ohio. Um, they they lost by two to Illinois in the middle of the season when uh, Illinois was really hitting their stride. Uh, Jason Preston, their point guard, is like a triple double threat style player he's leading them in uh points rebounds and assists and they're second in the nation behind Gonzaga in points per game so yeah if uh, they can get out and run it should be interesting it's going to be a really good defensive versus offensive scenario I think uh should be a fun one I think that's in this west region in the first round that's probably the most exciting game in my opinion but I'll, I'll give you a Virginia in this one Let's keep an eye on that one. I might, yeah. <laughs> I might even change for my other bracket, but uh, the, the problem, oh, that might be an Ohio back-to-back win if, I mean, that second-round matchup could be juicy if uh, UC ends up pulling up. So, yeah, so. yeah. We, we've seen a 12-13 uh, matchup the last couple, like at least once in the last couple of years. So uh, 
Yeah. Um, this next one should be interesting. Wichita Drake uh, in the playing game versus uh, winner gets USC. Uh, what do you, you have uh, any, any upset probability versus uh, Drake or Wichita State? I think we have to bring up uh, Evan Mobley um, yeah. at, on USC. Um, you have him in your uh, blog, uh, your first mock draft blog. I think you had him going number two to Detroit. Yeah. And every everything about his stats and everything about his game looks amazing. He scores about 17 a game, about nine rebounds, three blocks, even passes the ball well. Um, USC has some good guards. They're not great, but um, – I, I like big time players uh, in tournaments. Um, that'll be a common theme with all my picks. I, I think um, you, you need one guy to rely on late in the game, whether that's on offense or defense. And I, I yeah. trust Mobley. So um, I like, I, I, in the past, I've pitched, picked Wichita State a lot. Um, but since I have to play the playing game, I don't like that either. So uh, I'm going to go with USC on this one. Yeah, and I, I think uh, Wichita State was a bubble team because they, they lost to Cincy. Uh, they were the one seed in the American. But Drake is a, another team that kind of got upset in their conference journey too. Uh, they're, they're a good three-point shooting team. Um, but, yeah, I think that Mo, Evan Mobley and then his brother both play kind of Twin Towers scenario uh, at times and – yeah, they, they really rebound the basketball, and Mobley's playing really good right now. Um, I think they got beaten overtime by Colorado in the tournament. So, yeah, they, they're going to be a solid team and cause a lot of problems. I think if, if they make it to that second game versus Kansas, uh, depending on if McCormick uh, makes it back with COVID, so that could cause a lot of issues for Kansas mm-hmm. uh, with no limited bigs. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, that, ne- that next matchup with Kansas and Eastern Washington, we, we were rooting for a Montana State. Uh, yeah, they had their chances. Yeah, Montana State got off to a slow start. I watched a little bit of that game. Just yeah. They, they, they played good defense, they just couldn't score. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah. yeah, Eastern Washington's not that electric of a team. Um, Kansas, they've been playing good as of late. But, yeah, if, if uh, McCormick can't play – they're hoping that you'll be back, but yeah, if uh, they have any COVID issues as well, sim- similar to Virginia, that could be, that could cause some problems. But I think right now I'm probably pretty safe bet to Kansas is, is pretty solid. Yeah. I, if Bill Self can find that Kansas team that uh, gave Gonzaga a run for their money uh, yeah. back in that tournament in, you know, December um, or was it November? Uh, they're, they're a scary team. It's just they haven't shown it much lately, so yeah. I'll have to come back to them a little bit later. Uh, Oregon, VCU, what are your thoughts? This is an interesting one. Oregon was another, you know, COVID's going to be a, a, you know, recurring segment of uh, these teams, but uh, had some injuries, had COVID early on, but they, I think up until the Big East turn or Big Pac-12 tournament where they lost to Oregon State, their rival, they have won like eight of nine or nine of 10 or something like that. They're playing really good. Um, they have two guys, senior driven team. Um, Oregon's always a team that caught, you know, causes a lot of issues no matter where they're seated. So I, uh, VCU is a defensive team, uh, has, has trouble kind of scoring the basketball this year. Um, I think Oregon's gonna, 
going to be this is another another 10 you know that 10 7 8 9 matchup that could go either way but i think oregon's better than this seven seed um i think they dropped because they got upset in the tournament to be honest but yeah, yeah what do you think uh i gotta give a shout out to peyton pritchard i would have loved to see him in his senior year last year yeah. uh, in the tournament um that team would have been amazing uh they might have been one of my you know dark horse teams to when it all, I got to go back and look at it again. But um, yeah, definitely going Oregon. Like this team, Chris. Uh, I think I know how to say his last name. Chris Duarte. Duarte, yeah. Duarte, yeah. I like him a lot. Um, so and Amor Amorie too. He's been really solid lately. So, um, yeah. Okay. Uh, then the last one in this in this West Division of the first round, we got Iowa's two seed versus Grand Canyon University. Uh, our uh, old old town team, Grand Canyon University out of Phoenix. Uh, that that college has fed me free Chick Fil A like six <laughs> times. So big GCU fan. got a big place in your heart then. Yeah, okay. yeah. Uh, versus Iowa and yeah, Luca Garza is uh, pretty unanimous at this point to win Player of the Year. He's won Player of the Year in a lot of the other awards. Um, yeah, you see any chance of upset here? No, nope. I think Garz is going to have a field day versus uh, Grand Canyon. They didn't really play anyone this year. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mark them down. Mark them down. Cool. Uh, so, yeah, let's just stay with this side of the bracket and just go back up to the top here. So we got Gonzaga versus Missouri. What do you like here? Yeah, I think this is an a, a easy one with Gonzaga. I mean, they have so many players that are going to be consistent. I think the second round, you know, one seeds have a legitimate – uh, chance of being upset, but not not this Gonzaga team. Yeah. They're too good. Yeah, I agree. Um, five four here. We got Creighton versus Virginia. We got some good defensive teams, but they're having good years on offense as well. Um, who do you like? I don't know. Big East, ACC. It feels like we should argue, but I think I like Creighton. I almost want to go back and go Ohio back to back. Our first upset, Ooh. but. I, I they, like Ohio. They've been playing well lately. I think we should go Creighton. Yeah, I like Ohio as well. Um, if they ended up playing Creighton, I think that's an interesting matchup as well. Uh, you'd have two good guards going at each other. But I think Creighton just has too much shooting, and I think the defense is kind of even out. Um, other than Sam Hauser, some, sometimes that Virginia team can get really cold. Um on the on the three point line, so to stay in any game with Creighton, you got to shoot threes. So uh, I think that's probably a pretty safe bet. Yep, I like that one. This next one, USC Kansas. This one's interesting. I'm just gonna throw yeah. it out there. I say we go USC because then I'm gonna propose an Iowa matchup, and then you made a great point. You, you can uh, refute this, but you made a great point uh, when we were watching some of the games last week and you pointed out how Luke Garza has trouble against big uh, playing like bigger players and Evan Mobley would be a perfect example of that. And I kind of want to see that matchup. Yeah. Athletic bigs, especially he, he did not farewell versus Hunter Dickerson of Michigan and Kofi Coburn on Illinois. Not any of the times uh, they played and uh, Mobley's not as big as those guys, but he's definitely athletic and, you know, as athletic and can make up for size. So, um, I, 
you know, I think USC's playing good. I think uh, I'd take them over Kansas in that one. Um, just and purely just to see Iowa versus USC, I think <laughs> that's the only reason. It's um, definitely it's definitely our first upset pick. We got yeah. we won't have too many, but we're gonna have a couple. Yeah, and you know I think this Oregon Iowa matchup could be a close one too. Ooh, but I, I'm uh, okay with going Oregon on it. What do you think? What do you want to do here? Um, let's see here. I th- yeah, I was, I was. I don't know. I think they're the most vulnerable of the the top two seeds um, in any of the regions. So um, let's give a let's get a Pac-12 matchup in the Elite Eight. Oh, now we're getting funky here. First round, we're just going all. It's three of the four teams that are from the West Coast. Oh my God! Bite, well, maybe. we know we're going Gonzaga. We don't need it. Yep. I mean, yeah. I think that's a close one, though. I think it's the yeah. first close game they have. But uh, yeah, fire. I mean, Gonzaga's firepower. They just keep coming at you. I, well, I want to talk about Gonzaga more in depth when we get to the final. Four, yep, but, absolutely. Um, okay, so who you got? Oregon versus USC. Oh, now I'm almost regretting because now it's like I don't want to pick either either of these teams to make it this far. <laughs> uh, but I go Oregon. I think I don't know. There's always there's always. Uh, seven you know some random team that does make it to the elite eight we see yep. them drop off after the elite eight um but there's always some underdogs that make it there and i think oregon could be one of those i think oregon has better wings and guards that um you like uh, i watched yukon and usc play and yukon's guard heavy and it caused a lot of problems for usc's guards and i think oregon kind of did that too i was just gonna see um, head to head, how how these two teams uh, fared. fared yeah, this check it out real quick. This is so. I'll just talk about my strategy a little bit. It does scare me to pick some of these uh, higher rated seeds um, deep into the bracket because you know statistically, probably only one seven seed will make it to the elite eight, and if you pick the wrong one, then yep then you're not getting this one and then you're also missing the other yeah. one it's a double uh, negative yeah you have to think about how big your uh pool size is too if you're in a 500 person uh bracket you're gonna have to pick some more upsets because they're gonna happen and yeah. you're just gonna have to cross your fingers you get it if it's like a 10 person uh friend league something like that you don't have to pick too many upsets you can go all chalk and if you pick the championship and the the team who gets second, um, you might win it. So you got to think about how big your pool size is when you're doing these things. Uh, what did you find about USC? Yeah, so uh, they had one COVID postponement, and then the, the only game they played, USC won 72-58. So beat them pretty bad. And that's Oregon's only loss in their last 11 games going back prior to the Pac-12 tourney. So that's an interesting one. Um, I think USC, I think USC's playing, playing good. Oregon also is playing good, but um, I I think I'd probably pick Oregon over just because of experience of going deep in the tournament. Let's go, let's go Oregon. If this is a fan pick, I kind of want to go Iowa, but, and I might on mine, but uh, I think Ah, we got to, we got to take some chances on this one. So yeah, yeah, for sure. And yeah. Okay, so we got. Okay. Uh, then is this much of a debate? I don't think so. 
I think Gonzaga Final Four. Yep, Gonzaga into the Final Four. Yeah, so. we'll talk about them a little bit more later. But uh, yeah, I think we're doing okay on time. Um, but let's move on yeah. to uh, our next quadrant. Which direction are we going? Uh, let's go to the south. Okay. We'll just stay on the top here. Uh, Only one 16 seed has won um, since 1985. So I think. We're in like there. 192 games or something like that. So, and I don't think Baylor is. Uh, uh, I think it's Baylor. 140. Yeah. 140. Uh, yeah. So, um, I think Baylor's pretty good. They're they're they had a chance. I think if they would have won the Big 12 to maybe get that overall one seed over Gonzaga, but um, yeah, it would have been fun to see those two teams play in the season. That's a bummer that that was one of the canceled games. But uh, yeah, let's get let's get into. Uh, this eight nine seed here, Battle of the Bigs, North Carolina versus Wisconsin. Yeah, I'll talk about North Carolina because they're disgusting, but uh, I'm a Duke fan, anyways. Um, yeah, you know, it's they always have the same team. They have big guys who can rebound the basketball. Sometimes they'll have a good point guard. That's usually how they get uh, deep into the tournament if they actually have a point guard that can shoot. I don't think that's really the case this year. Um, they're just going to rebound a lot. They're going to play good defense. Roy Williams is a good coach. Um, I'd probably go with them this game. Um, this is uh, the BPI ranked 19 versus 25, so it's a really close one. Um, but North Carolina is playing well. Um, yeah. They lost in the semis of the ACC tournament. Um, I don't know. You could convince me to go Wisconsin if you wanted. Um, so, yeah, Caleb Love is their point guard. He's playing good. He played good in the tournament. Oh. He's kind of playing good as of now, um, but I don't think he's as, you know, high potential uh, playmaker guard as they've had in the past when they've made deep runs. Um, Wisconsin has, like, the second slowest offensive uh, flow in the game. They really slow the ball down and take, you know, a lot of time on – so teams that play them have to be super efficient because they're not going to get as many possessions – but I think that gets negated. North Carolina gets on the fast break a lot. Um, and, yeah, their bigs, their bigs really hold down the paint. Uh, I, I think North Carolina is playing a little hot. Wisconsin, uh, similar to Oklahoma, Missouri kind of ended the season on a, you know, a lot of losses. And so I, I think uh, that's going to weigh on them a little bit. And North Carolina is on the up. So I, I think North Carolina is a good pick here. Okay. Good matchup, though. Yeah, and just yeah, big hey. big big programs. Um, yeah. Novin Winthrop. I've always liked Winthrop. They recruit a lot of Australians. They they always send Winthrop to uh, Spokane. I'm sure you've seen them play yep. a couple times. So I mean, yeah. this team makes the tournament a lot. Um, Bill Nova just lost their uh, point guard uh, Gillespie, right? Gillespie, Gillespie. yeah. Um, and you know, big East player of the year. Um, so significant, um, I, I, Villanova will probably still win this one. Uh, I, I see the media is picking the upset. Um, and I know it is a five twelve, but I trust Jay Wright too much. I mean, he's, he's too good of a coach. I yeah. Jay Wright doesn't get upset much. Um, Winthrop is 23 and one, but they didn't have any, uh, top 25 wins or I think any quad one wins even. So, um yeah i think even without like the gillespie issue is going to cause him issues later in the 
in the tournament. Um, but I do, I don't see them. They're too good defensively and on the wings. Uh, I think that's, that's a solid pick with Nova. Um, Purdue and North, North Texas. What, what do you got here? I can't say I know too much about North Texas. I always yeah. see them in the tournament, but um, I mean, if I'm just looking at the stats, uh, if you're doing this at home, things I would look at would be, you know, top 25 record. They've lost once. I look at their points per game versus uh, uh, opponents points per game. Um, they're pretty middle of the pack in both. They're, they only went nine and five in their conference. Um, and Purdue does have some uh, uh, big time players and they've, get to the tournament a lot too so and they're five and five versus top 25 I mean the big 10 was easily the best conference this year yeah so they're going to be battle tested so I'm not messing with the big 10 too much when I can this year so I'd go Purdue yeah I I think Purdue kind of you know they battle tested for sure uh the big 10 just beat each other up all year it seems like um yeah, I think I think uh, that one's an interesting one. I didn't watch Purdue much, but they seem to be rolling right now at the end of the season. Um, Texas Tech, Utah State. What do you have anything on this one? I'm a I'm a Texas Tech fan. I think uh, over the past few years they've really uh, played well in the tournament. They usually have a good combo guard, a good combo guard duo um, or wing duo of scoring and they always bring defense uh matt mcclung and terrence shannon jr are both playing really good right now uh i like texas tech a lot to even put you know go go into the second weekend yeah i like texas tech with this one i, I don't have much to say uh their defensive team utah state's a little more run and gun i think um yeah, yeah i think utah state won the mountain west conference yeah, they, oh they, they have- lost to san diego state in the championship <laughs> They've, they've played a lot of good teams um, in their conference. So, I mean, it, they've got an 0-1 top 25, but if I bet if we look at top 50, they're going to have a lot of games there. So, I'd, yeah, be they, okay. I'd be okay with an upset on this one, but uh, you convinced me with Texas. They, uh, they lost to BYU by three, and they beat BYU San Diego State twice, who uh, one yeah. ended up beating them in the tournament. So, yeah. Uh, I think that'll be a good game. Um, yeah. What what you got on uh, Colgate these days? I this is one I did not like this matchup because I like both teams. Um, so I was talking about offensive efficiency ratings. Um, you can find Colgate, and you know, depending on what offensive category you're looking at, they're in the top five or top fifteen of every offensive statistic. Um, I know they're not in the best division. Uh, they're 14-1, but they haven't played uh, any top 25 teams. Um, but they average 86 points per game. I mean, it's crazy. Uh, I think uh, just by points per game, only Gonzaga has them be at 92, and then it's a drop-off to Baylor at three at like 82. So, uh, but having said all that, um, I like Arkansas so much. They're one of my – uh, dark horse teams because of Moses Moody. I mean, they've been yeah. so so good in the uh, SEC. I mean, that's one of the reasons I think the SEC was good this year. So, going to Arkansas, but ooh, it's going to be a track meet, though. Arkansas likes to get up and down the floor. They don't play a ton of defense, and they score the ball too. So, I think, yeah, whoever I think 
this could be an upset if uh, Colgate gets hot because there's not going to be a lot of defense played in this game. Um, yeah, Arkansas, I think they – up until they lost to LSU in the tournament, they had like a 12- or 13-game win streak. They were one of the hottest teams in the country. So, yeah. Um, Florida, Virginia Tech, this one's an interesting one. Kind of middle-of-the-road teams in both their conferences but had good enough schedules to, to get them in into the tourney uh you got anything on either of those guys i want to uh so 61 percent of the time the seven seed wins so this isn't a super popular uh um pick this is a big upset if you're picking the 10 seed um we're getting to that 50 50 that which is Mm -hmm. the nine seed but the seven seed wins as much as the six seed does win too so um and and you know uh florida i i can't remember his name they lost one of their best players at the start of the year um but they've been good since so i'd probably go florida on this one what what do you want to do you make the pick i i think uh it's a toss-up like both teams had some good wins some good losses or not not so great losses um i think florida probably has the better depth um and yeah, I think it's probably a safe bet. Um, yeah, Florida beat West Virginia um, yeah. this year, but they've had, they have some terrible losses too. So very mm-hmm. streaky. This is yeah. one of those teams who could lose a Virginia Tech or upset Ohio State. Yep. Um, I think this one's a pretty easy one. Ohio State, uh, close one to Illinois today. Could have probably moved up to that one seed if they would have won. So I think uh, they're probably one of the the better teams in the in the country right now. Yep. Pretty He's safe picked. bet. Um, so back to the top, you got North Carolina Baylor. Yeah, I like Baylor a lot. Um, they, they're they very deep. Even when they lost to Oklahoma State in the Big 12 tournament, which we watched together, um, I thought Baylor looked like the better team the entire game. They were giving up all those fast break points. They looked disinterested almost, maybe thinking they had the one seed and they were thinking ahead. Um, you know, teams do that from time to time. Um, so I like Butler a lot and I think they're like the most surefire team or they, they have the lowest floor and a pretty high ceiling. Yeah. I mean, early in the season, I compared them. I thought they were that 2016, 2017 Villanova team. Um, good. And then they had their COVID break for 21 days. And since then they have looked up and down. Sometimes they look like them, that old team, but uh, then they barely squeaked out versus Kansas State and lost to Oklahoma State in a close one. But I think they're just too there's too much firepower versus North Carolina. Um, they're the best one of the best defensive teams in the country, um, and they have three senior guards that can each drop twenty in a night. And most times, two of two of the three get twenty in a night. So um, I think that's pretty pretty easy win for them over North Carolina. We're on the same page, but I should point out, since you brought it up when we were talking about North Carolina, Wisconsin, North Carolina uh, has always been a fast break team. Yep. Baylor just lost to Oklahoma State. Because of fast break, yeah. Because of fast break, so let's keep an eye on that. Yeah. Just thought about it, but I think Baylor will be more locked Mm -hmm. in than it matters. Um, Villanova, Purdue, eh. All these – we have all these four or five so far. I usually don't like that because you actually (laughs) – 
usually see at least one uh, 12, 13. Yeah, I, we I got think. no upsets in this side right now. <laughs> I can think of that, – that's okay. That does happen. I've seen some – that's usually how it goes, right? Like there's one quadrant that has crazy upset picks yeah. that happens, and then one that might have like one, two, one three seed being a two seed in the lead eight. So yeah. I think we're okay. I'd go Purdue because I don't I, trust Nova's depth. Yeah, I think no Gillespie is going to hurt them in this game. Um, yeah, I think Purdue. Texas Tech, Arkansas. Who you got? You're going to take Arkansas? Yeah. Sorry. I think they're the hotter team right now. Um, Texas Tech looked okay in their tournament. Do you know uh, where you have Moses Moody in your mock draft? That really helps. He's God. a lottery pick for sure. Um, I think I had him like right around 10. Yeah, let, I've got his stat, I've got his stats here. Uh, Seventeen point four game, uh, forty. I think it was forty four percent from the field, and then thirty eight percent from three. Yeah, it's gone down a little bit since uh, the later part of uh, SEC play. Uh, he was like fifty forty at one point this year uh, for a good chunk, but um, playing tougher tougher teams, obviously. But yeah, they're. Their team is very, very good and could could go deep. Uh, Florida, Ohio State here. Ohio State. They looked really good in that Big Ten championship. Yeah. I'm surprised how good they look. I think we might disagree on uh, the next one. We'll see. Uh, Baylor, Purdue. I think Baylor, you know, pretty pretty easy. Yeah. We're not confident. Not, a, not many good four and fives this year. I feel yeah, like that's the middle, middle seeds are a little – sketch I, to me i would have liked to see oklahoma state in one of those spots but yeah get it. um so arkansas ohio state that's an interesting matchup um you make your case that's a tough one i think i think i pick ohio state because of their consistency on offense and how solid they were on defense this year um i think they have good guard play. Um, I don't know. I that's a tough one for me. What what's your case on? I think Arkansas. I think Arkansas's. They're both hot. Two of the hottest teams in the country. But I think I'm gonna take I Moses Moody's for real. I think so. Ooh. Okay. So we are on the same page. Yeah. Oh. All right. Let's go Arkansas. Arkansas. I would have went with whatever you picked on that one. I it uh, that would be a fun game to watch. Arkansas Ohio State, two very good fun teams to watch. Um, Arkansas Baylor would be a fun one too. Really good defense versus really good offense. Um, but I think Baylor, I think Baylor wins that one. Yeah, pretty chalky this year. Yeah. But, you know, All right, so we got the top half. You, you mentioned there. There's only one year. Is that right? Where all four one seeds made it. I, th I think one, uh, two years total, um, but it was one when all four one seeds made it when there was only 32 teams, I think. So. In 2015, three one seeds made it. It was Duke, Wisconsin, Kentucky. So this was the year I actually won the, uh, uh, the my bracket challenge. Um, but then the fourth team was a seven seed, Michigan State. So it does happen where three one seeds can make it. Which leads us to the let's go Midwest um, okay. and Illinois Drexel. Uh, we're doing okay on time, but we might, might speed might it up. have to speed it up a little bit. But all right, Illinois, uh, Loyola, Chicago. Uh, they made uh, the Final Four. 
three years ago, I think. Four years ago. Yeah, I'm losing track with COVID. But, yep, they made it as an 11 seed. Um, I don't know. What do you want to do here? Georgia Tech just won the ACC. Yeah, this is a bummer bummer matchup because I I liked both of these teams to to win their games but and they end up matching up against each other Georgia Tech's playing really good basketball right now um Loyola Chicago looks good uh they have a lot of that same team a lot of the bench from that final four team is actually still on the roster uh they were a super young team on the bench that year um I, I think I got to pick Georgia Tech just because they're on fire right now. They destroyed the ACC tournament. Um, they Yeah, Pas- Josh Passner's got their team looking really good. Let's do it. All right. This, this one's, one's tough. This one's tough. We got Mavericks team and yeah. we have uh, our good old UM coach, yeah. Tinkle. Tinkle. Uh, yeah, the – it's a little bit ironic that they were picked 12 out of 12 teams in the Pac-12. They win the Pac-12 and they become the 12 seed. Uh, but, yeah, I, I cannot say anything positive or negative about Oregon State. I have watched zero Oregon State basketball this year. Um, Tennessee is sometimes looks like one of the best teams in the country and other times just plays horrible basketball. Um, and I think a lot of that has to do with their uh, Keon Johnson and Springer. They're two, two freshman uh, guards. They are either really good or really inconsistent. Um, but they play good defense, and Rick Barnes is a good coach who has a lot of experience. I think Tennessee probably wins this game just on experience. Agreed. And you, you have a lot of – uh, I think you have a couple Tennessee players going in the first round as well. Yeah. Uh, Jaden Springer is a really good point guard. Has a lot of upside. Keon Johnson uh, is one, Johnson. one of the most freak athletes I've ever seen uh, in college basketball. Uh, he just, he dunked on some people pretty aggressively uh, this year. So yeah, he's got a lot of upside. Um, speaking of upside though, our, our, uh, Number one overall pick in uh, my mock draft, and I think in Tyler's as well. We got Cade Cunningham in Oklahoma State as the four seed versus Liberty as the thirteen. What yeah, we're, I was just thinking we're going to pick the four and five seed again. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's fine with me. The four and five seeds most of the time win, so we might take a couple losses on these, um, but we'll probably win the majority. Um, Liberty's been compared to Virginia because they're going to slow the game down, but I don't think a half-court defense is going to scare uh, Cade Cunningham. He's going to find a way to win, um, and that's why he got him to the Big 12 championship, even beating Baylor. Um, and, but that the, the OK State team has a good supporting cast, so I could see the upset, but I'm going OK State. Yeah, um, and I think it showed in the end part of the season when Cade Cunningham took those final couple games off for to rest for the tournament. Uh, the Boone twins and then uh, Anderson both looked really good. Um, he showed that he can work out of double teams uh, and get easy shots in the Baylor game. Um, yeah, I just think Liberty 
they have good defense, but I think Oklahoma State has a lot of different firepower options, not just one player to shut down. So um, this could be an upset, but I think Oklahoma State's probably a safe bet in this one. Yeah, agreed. Um, San Diego State, Syracuse. You know, I put San Diego State in my first bracket, my gut reaction bracket, without doing too much research. You know, they just won the uh, their conference tournament. Uh, and they they have a lot of good wins this year, but you know what? Sometimes these turn these uh, tournament winners do lose. They're gassed, um, and Syracuse has uh, also been on the rise. Um, and you know the Bayheim Bayheim connection. Maybe they have a special game. I haven't seen Syracuse. Uh, uh, I don't remember the last time they were in the tournament, but um, I think the Cuse upset. What do you think? They they usually are in the tournament. Uh, I don't think. I'm pretty sure. In 2019, they were uh, were in there. Um, Buddy Bayheim is playing lights out right now. I think he averaged like 30 points per game in their two games in the turn in the ACC tournament. Um, San Diego State's good, but they do not shoot the three ball that much. Uh, they get a lot of points in the paint. They have a bigger team, so I think the two three zone could cause some issues. Um, but on the other side of that, I think if San Diego State can offensive rebound, they could win that game. I, I think Syracuse is uh, that. That's one of my upsets. I had Syracuse Ooh. in my Ooh, first. Same page. We haven't page. argued too much. We got to find. Uh, I know when we're gonna argue. They're in the bottom left, and you're wearing their jersey. Actually, I kind of like you, but uh, moving on. Um, so let's go, Cuse. Uh, yeah, let's just go West Virginia. I mean, yeah, they're they're a solid team. They they always Huggins teams always play defense, but they are good on offense this year. Yeah, uh, Clemson Rutgers. If there is a, a game I don't want to watch in the first round, it's, it's this one. <laughs> Same. So, I mean, sometimes Clemson's interesting, but I'm not I'm not in love with this team. So yeah, both these teams Maybe. had hot streaks in the season, and then also cold streaks. So I. Uh, I think I'd probably pick Clemson. They're playing a little bit better at the end of the year. Rutgers is one and seven against top twenty-five teams, yeah. and their their overall record is fifteen and eleven. Um, I mean, they benefit of playing in the Big Ten, having a lot of opportunities. Uh, it's a yeah. weird. They just weird. didn't capitalize on many of them. Yeah. Yeah. Here's Houston. I, Houston, Cleveland State. Um, I kind of wanted to talk about Houston a little bit. Um, they're a really fun team because um, they're really good at defense and yeah. they're still very efficient. Uh, let me get uh, yeah, Quentin stats. Grimes uh, and Giroux are both Grimes, yeah. Solid. Let me give you my Quentin Grimes stat. I want to make sure I get it right. 18 points per game. He only shoots 40% from the field, but he also shoots 40% from three, exactly on 40.1 and 40.1. So he actually isn't better at shooting layups than he is three pointers, which he's a jump he shooter. A lot of threes. Yeah, but he shoots a lot of threes. So his effective field goal rate is 51%, which is above average. Yeah, so solid. I, I do like them. They could be one of these teams that could lose, but their, their second round matchup and their first round matchup are so easy. I mean, they can make it deep. Yeah, they have experience. Uh, a lot of the guys that are on this roster were on that Sweet 16 team a couple of years ago. Um, I Yeah, I love Houston. Uh, they're one of my favorite teams to watch. Uh, they play defense and they get out on the break uh, and they run really well. 
I, I think they're going to be a team that can compete, you know, for they could get into the final four. I think they're that good. Well, let's see if they make it in ours. Yeah. Uh, Illinois, Georgia Tech. Let's, let's just mark that one down. Yeah. What do you think about this one? Uh, this is going to be battle of potential, I think, at this point. Um, I would say Oklahoma State's been far more consistent, and I think consistency is what gets them past Tennessee. Okay, I agree. Tennessee, uh, Tennessee does have a couple freshmen. I know they got a couple older guys, but um, yeah, I agree. Okay, State. Um, okay, Syracuse, West Virginia. That's uh, really good man-to-man defense versus the two-three zone. Doesn't doesn't West Virginia press sometimes too, and don't they run some weird press type? Virginia? Yeah, that's their nickname. <laughs> Is it? Oh, I, yeah. I didn't, didn't know that, but yeah, uh, the both coaches will. um uh push the is it push the envelope is that yep. is that yep. in the conclusion? what does that mean why are we pushing the envelope uh they're forward with their their decision making so they yeah they're aggressive what does an envelope have to do with any of this? i don't know it's I old okay well i think uh, west virginia here, let's go west virginia i don't know something about um west virginia deciding like all the uh, political votes i think they have a lot of power and it's going to go to their head and it's going to benefit them all right you got to go with bob huggins too he's a he's a he's an experienced coach i think uh houston's a pretty you know, pretty good one in this one chalk it up um all right kate cunningham versus io Sumo. who you got we, well, th- we definitely have to think about it. Uh, Illinois looks so good, though. They're one of those teams that's so much firepower. They can have a bad game and still win. I, and I, they kind of had a bad stretch today against Ohio State and still won. I mean, they yeah. still played really well. But, um, yeah, I don't take Cunningham as a freshman. Eh, not yet. Give him another year. Maybe he pulls us off. I, I think Illinois. Yeah, I agree. Um, West Virginia, Houston, this would be a good one because two, you know, two very elite defenses um, that both teams shoot a lot of threes. So uh, I'll, I'll, whoever you decide on this one. Oh, really? Okay. Well, I'm going to give you whoever you, whoever you decide on the next one. Okay. Um, I'm fine with either pick. Uh, so I like Houston. Um, I think West Virginia could lose in that second round to either Syracuse or San Diego State. Um, so I don't completely trust them. Um, but I, I, I think Houston will at least be there in the elite, uh, in the Sweet 16. Cool. Um, yeah, the, the reason I'm going to pick Illinois, mm. ah, and, and I know we're going to have three one seeds, but I have to pick Illinois purely based on Kofi Coburn. Uh, Houston – they play good interior defense, but they don't have the size to match up versus him. And I think he's going to have a field day. I don't like how you say Coburn's last name, but um, I agree with the pick. Okay. There's another way you could say his name if you were just reading it and didn't, and pronounce all the letters. So well, I'm just going off of an interview that I saw him say his I know, name. I know, I so. know, I know. But if, if we were less mature people, Coulter, we yep. would say it with the other letters, which yep. are C and K. Okay. <laughs> Moving on to the East region. Uh, uh, I don't think we're going to go with a one seed uh, in this region. Yep. But yeah, Michigan's another team that has uh, livers got hurt in the Big, uh, Big Ten 
tournament and he's one of their X factors. Uh, I don't think it'll matter in these first two games, but as they get down, if he, uh, if he can't play, he's going to, that's going to cause some issues, but um, yeah. Eight, nine matchups. Bonnie's versus uh, Bayou Bengals. We got. I like LSU. I really like this LSU team. Yeah. uh, They got three legit scoring guards um that could drop 20 a night uh, uh i can't remember what their freshman's name is cameron cameron thomas, thomas. 22.8 yeah. points per game i don't like his efficiency though uh, but if lot, they're giving but... yeah yeah clearly but um if they're tr- trusted in them, um it could be good yeah if he if he has it if yeah they could cause some issues I want, to, um, I want to see their points per game. They must get up and down a lot. I'm guessing their defense isn't good. 82 points per game, 75 uh, points they give up. So, not surprised there. Yeah. You, um, want, you want to go the upset with this one, Coulter? I, I figured you would with your big youth team here. You Colorado's know, uh, Colorado is a good team. Um, Ooh, okay. But Georgetown, I uh, – Georgetown is playing so good right now. Um, I watched at like more Georgetown than I've ever watched this season just because they're in the Big East. Um, and they early – the reason their record's so bad is they had so many injuries throughout the year. Um, and once they got into uh, their full roster and got a couple games under their belt, I think they ended the season on a five-game win streak and then they won the tournament. So they're hot right now. I think that's a solid upset pick. Okay, you you almost tricked me there. Thought we were going to go with all four and five seeds for a second. No, I got I got it. This has got to be one of the upsets, but yeah, it's going to be a popular one. Let me see what the stats are on this real quick. Kind of sucks when you pick an upset and then most people picked it. Uh, decision tree only twenty percent of people so far. Really early into this, but I, I hear a lot of analysts picking Georgetown. Yeah, I think if you look at if you look at their record, it doesn't look that impressive. But uh, if you've watched them as of late, you can tell how how good they actually are. Yeah, um, Florida State. Uh, I like this team the most in the ACC this year. They're really weird. Florida State is always kind of weird, but um, they I think they have nine players averaging double minutes. Um, uh, what do you know the coach's name? Uh, it's in. Um, he well, what he likes to do is he plays like he plays like twelve people like per game, and he keeps everybody fresh, and they're really into defense. Um, uh, who's Leonard there? Hamilton. Leonard Hamilton, thank you. He's a good coach too. He's yeah. been around for a while. Um, and then they have uh, a good player, Bonnie. Oh gosh, he's in your mock draft. Scotty Barnes. Scotty Barnes. Yeah. Yeah, the six uh, six man player. of the year in the ACC, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, so I like Florida State. And freshman of the year. Um, yeah, and, and I like uh, Leonard Hamilton's. Uh, he likes to put one of their, you know, a potential starting player usually on most teams on the bench so that he has a player he can go to on the second unit. Mm. Um, yeah, they're a good defensive team. They've been inconsistent on offense at times. But, uh, yeah, they, they are a team that could upset anyone or beat anyone any night, to be honest. They're a deep team. Mark them down. What do you think? What do you so think? So this this uh this is an interesting one. Uh, and I saw right before we got on that the analysts were 
kind of picking similar. Um, so Michigan, UCLA, Michigan State, UCLA in the play-in game. Michigan State's another team that had a bunch of COVID injury issues early in the season, but they really, I mean, they beat uh, three top five teams in eight days uh, at the end of the season. Uh, and I, I honestly think that uh, they're going to, crush UCLA and then I think they're going to beat BYU to be honest uh neither UCLA or BYU have good defenses um MSU or Michigan State has uh played really well the last month and I gotta go with Izzo can't go against him yeah I know this you know what sucks is that everything you're saying is what I picked too so I agree yeah Michigan State they beat you know they beat uh Sorry if you said it. Uh, my cat's meowing like a maniac. Um, beating they beat Illinois and Baylor. No, no, or, no Ohio State, State, Michigan, and uh, or Iowa, Michigan, and Illinois all in Did one. You say in that one earlier. Days. No, I just said three ranked teams. Okay, all right, but, thanks. Yeah, or three, t- and they were all they were ranked three, four, and five or something. Yeah, like that, so. yeah, it was, it was um, good. Yeah, they ended the season well. All right, um, uh, Abel Christian. Never, never seen this team before. Usually, that these teams that are random conferences are still teams that I've seen before in the past. I probably I'm not even saying this team's uh, name right. Uh, Abel, probably is it Abel Christian? I don't know. I think Abel's a biblical name. I don't know. Uh, I can't remember what it's short for. Um... Hopefully it's ability. Um, but they're playing a- Abilene Christian. Abilene. Oh, that's a short abbreviation. Um, yeah. I'd go Texas. I like Shocker Smart. Texas just won the Big 12 tournament. They're hot. Yeah, they they're a legit team. Uh, I could they I, they could win this this region. Uh, they're playing as good as anyone. They have Final Four caliber roster. Um, great guards amazingly athletic bigs um i love kai jones greg brown's another probably one and done player out of there um yeah shaka smart's got a good team this year okay all right i'll take the next one because i like these two teams no i'm just kidding (laughs) yukon and maryland coulter i give you the floor i'll be back in an hour yeah right (laughs) Uh, i'll i'll uh keep this one quick um UConn's, uh, with uh, James Booknight, uh, they're 16-2, and two, I think. And without them, they're 4-4. Four and four, Or maybe they're 12-2. and two, But uh, they're, in my opinion, a borderline 3-4 C team if uh, Booknight doesn't get hurt and they win all those games. Uh, they, lo- they lost to Creighton three times, all by less than uh, eight points. And then they, they scored lost a nail biter to Villanova early in the year too. And, but it was the game that book night came back on. So I think that they're a team that's playing up. Uh, Danny Hurley's got them playing really good. Um, and Maryland's kind of been up and down the last month. So I think that's a good matchup for UConn. I like book night a lot. Lottery pick. Uh, he's a little inconsistent. So if they lose, it'll be because he had a bad game, but I like UConn. Yeah. That that's the X factor is uh, if, uh, anyone else can contribute when he's not on the floor or even when he is on the floor. Um, there's 
there's times where they just be like, all right, book night, go get a bucket. And they just stand there and watch him try to do one-on-one. So if he can play in the, if they can run the flow of the offense, I think they, they could, they could be a second uh, week team, I think. So. Yeah. All right. Our last uh, matchup of the first round, we got Alabama versus Iona. We got uh, our buddy, uh, we got new coaches here in different places. We got Nate Oates, uh, the Buffalo coach, and then uh, Rick. Uh, what's the Louisville coach's name? Patino. Uh, uh, Patino, yeah, he's at Iona. First year at Iona, they make the tournament. Yeah, cool. I mean, if there if there's a reason they're gonna upset, it's because Patino knows what he's doing. But Alabama's a really good team, so it, it's not happening. Yeah, Alabama is running and gunning. They like to score the basketball and get out in transition. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, Michigan, uh, LSU, who you got? You know, um, I think I think LSU could win it. I think in my personal bracket, I'm going to have LSU winning it. Um, LSU. I, think should, I think we should go Michigan, though. I think we should go with Michigan here. I don't think we should put them in our final four, but I think they should win that one. Yeah, I think uh, it. I think the Livers, if he can play, I think they win the game. If he doesn't play, I think LSU has a real shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, they score the basketball, and uh, it'll literally be, can they guard Hunter Dickerson for Michigan? He's really good post. Um yeah. Wagner's good too. Yeah. Yeah. Wagner, I mean, they have a really legit team, but uh, with livers not out there, it's uh, definitely takes a scoring, their X factor scoring and a lot of three point shooting off the floor. Georgetown, Florida State, who you got? Good, def- good interior defense. Another yeah. ACC uh, Big, Big East. East. Yeah. yeah. I got a couple of these. Um, gosh, Florida State does underperform in the tournament a lot of years uh, because of their lack of scoring. And I think, like I mentioned at the start, offense matters. Um, Who, I don't know. You make the pick. I can't pick this one. I'm not sure. Do I, I, I think Georgetown is clicking on all cylinders. Uh, I think, yeah, Florida state struggles to score sometimes, but I think, when it comes down to it, I think Florida State's going to pull pull that one out. Uh, I don't know, actually. I'm going to go, I think, Georgetown. Okay, let's do it. Let's get crazy. We they beat the cra- – Creighton, I thought, was a top eight team possibly, and they just beat the crap out of them yesterday. Yeah, like so, I'm, I'm going right. all in on Georgetown. All right. <laughs> so, Mich- we got Michigan State, Texas. Gosh, is, is, is it keep going or is Shaka Smart get him? I I think Michigan State is retooling a little bit this year. Yeah. Um, they don't have as many guards as they typically do. I, I do like Michigan State, and they do have a lot of good wins because Izzo's so smart. But I think Shaka Smart is also a good coach, and Texas is also hot. So I'd go yep. Texas. Okay. Uh, so then we got UConn, Alabama. What's your argument for Alabama? Oh, gosh. Um, so they're deep. 
Um, they're, they're, I think they're, I think of them as kind of a three and D team. Um, this new coach has uh, worked a lot of wonders. Um, Nate Oates has opened up his name. And then they also had the defensive player of the year and, um, Herbert Jones. Um, I don't know though. UConn has the scoring. This might be one of their magical run years. I mean, they, they are one of these teams, whether it's Kemba or Jeremy Lamb, if they get hot watch out but it's a lot different than past years teams at least those two years um i think alabama will win but i will let you pick uconn because you have a uconn jersey so so i you know my this is my reasoning the last time uconn was in the tournament uh or the second to last time they were in the tournament they were a seven seed in the east with a star guard who played really good in March. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying they're going to make it to the Final Four or whatever, but I think that they're playing good enough overall to, to play with uh, any, any team uh, in the country. Okay. That being said, I think Alabama is a top five team in the country right now. Yeah. So I, I think Alabama. Ooh, UConn, okay. UConn is this is their first year in the tournament. I can't have their their hopes up too high. That I think what Dan Hurley has done in three years to get them back to the tournament has been very impressive. But I gotta I gotta I gotta r- wrangle it in a little bit. Okay. All right. Well, on your on your bracket, you can yeah. you can pick them, and it wouldn't be a, a bad pick. Um, I say. Uh, Let's go Michigan. Yeah. I don't think we'll get too this crazy. Is a, Georgetown. This Texas Alabama would be a super fun game. I personally, I'd say Shaka Smart. I just think okay. they have too much uh, experience and depth and bigs. Uh, that's the one place where Alabama struggles a little bit. Man, we're going. We're we're like the media now, Coulter. It must be because we're famous with PeteSandPicks.com. Yep. Um, yep. The media picked uh, <laughs> a lot of these same teams. Um, yeah, I like Texas, too. We can do that. Okay. What's your argument for Alabama? Defense defense beats them out. Uh, they're a, a little more uh, veteran, I think. Um, I don't know. It doesn't matter to me either way. And then I say let, let's go Texas. Yeah, over- I, th- I think Texas beats Michigan. Yeah, even though if we wanted to play it safe, we could just go, you know, all four one seeds, and then we'll probably get three of the four. But um, Michigan is the team that's going to lose. Yeah, uh, I think they're the most vulnerable. Yeah, I think I might pick them to lose in that second round in my own bracket, but that's a little crazy because I think LSU might lose. To um, bodies. Yeah. Okay, so final um, four. We got Gonzaga, yeah. Texas. There's Baylor and Illinois. Yeah, it's really hard to pick against Gonzaga this year with Kisper, you know, Timmy, and my favorite of the three, Jalen Suggs, is probably going to be a top five pick this year. Um, You've got him going forth to the Rockets in your mock draft, I think. Mm -hmm. I think Gonzaga, they've been knocking on the door for five, six years. I think they're going to get in. Cool. Yeah, I mean – I, I think they, they match up well versus Texas. Uh, 
Texas is a, a good team, but they struggle sometimes to score the ball, and Gonzaga does not. So I think that'll that'll get him in. Uh, this game on the other side, though, Baylor Illinois will be a, would be a very interesting game. Uh, who do you think will give between those two teams? Who'd give not who's going to win this one, but who'd give Gonzaga the most trouble? Oh, hands down, Baylor. Uh, I think Baylor matches up really good versus Gonzaga. Hmm. Um, they Gonzaga at times struggles on the defensive end of the floor, uh, especially letting uh, teams get open three-point shots. And that's part of their defensive strategy, similar to like what the Bucks do in the NBA. But Baylor's got some really good three-point shooters, and they shoot three-pointers all day long. I think they were like top 10 in the nation in attempts per game. So uh, I think Baylor – and Illinois is a different story. I think Illinois matches up with Baylor better. Uh, but I think if Baylor can figure it out and get to being what they looked like in the first half of the season, uh, I think they're the best team in the whole country. Ooh, uh-oh. This might be our so first I th- I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick Baylor over yeah. Illinois. Okay, I'm okay with that. I, I'm not – a strong opinion one way or the other. I might go Illinois in my own bracket, but I'm okay with Baylor for this one. Okay. So you you made a good point. You yeah. made you made a good point about, you know, Gonzaga uh struggles on defense. Baylor can um uh take advantage of it. But let, let let's go back to I don't know how we're going to decide this. This one might be tough. We might have to flip a coin on the air. <laughs> Gonzaga might be like the Brooklyn Nets of this tournament. They might not need defense to win. They might yep. score so much. They're number one in efficiency. It's not even close. Um, you know what's funny, though? Gonzaga's one in offense, Baylor's three. So it's just like there's not much room for error. So this ba- is Isn't Baylor number one or number two in defensive efficiency also? No, uh, oh. I, I have that. Maybe uh, maybe because the last few games, but uh, it depends on what stats you're looking at. Yeah. But Alabama's actually number one. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, Houston's up there. It, it depends if you're looking at one. If you're looking at a defensive rating per 100 possessions, uh, points allowed. Uh, uh, at one point, they were number one. I just remember I'm, that. But I'm sure maybe that, after this COVID break, they kind of they did kind of struggle, but. Yeah, I mean, um, they look good. They so look you good. think – so here's a crazy stat. The last time Kentucky and Duke didn't make the tournament, that was the last time we had an undefeated team. No, oh, yeah. Huh. So is Gonzaga that – are we repeating history here a little bit? Yeah, yeah, it's like 45 years later, 30. Yeah. I think Gonzaga has one of the best teams in – like both of these teams are – extremely talented i think gonzaga has one of the most offensively talented teams like i've ever seen in college basketball um they're they're to me they're more complete than that villanova team a couple years ago that uh just destroyed everyone and won the won the title uh with Jalen brunson and divincenzo and mikhail bridges but yeah uh 
I th- I think they're legit, and uh, I I would not go. I would not be sad about picking them over to win it all. So you decide. Let's go. Let's go, Gonzaga. We're a Northwest podcast. Yeah. Yeah, we're a couple hours from Gonzaga. Let's stay yeah. in the Northwest. Yeah. They've, what do we got the score? Their, they've been waiting their turn. It's gonna be so. Gonzaga averages ninety-two a game. Baylor averages it's four and four, eighty-four a game. Um, but it's going to be like 92, like 88, something like that. 90, 88. It, it could be a 100 point game, right? Didn't Gonzaga uh, score uh, 100 against Kansas? I got to look up that score again. It was like 192, 102 to 90. Oh my gosh. Yeah, even against the best teams, they scored 99 against Iowa. They scored 102 against Kansas. They scored 87 against West Virginia. Not all these teams are defensive, but um, yeah, yikes! All right, so yikes! This team is scary. Pizza and picks official choice: Gonzaga Bulldogs taking the title over the Baylor Bears. All right. Uh, any 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 last thoughts? Yeah, I think I think we kind of did this on the fly. I think our individual picks will change a little bit more. Yeah. I think we might have some. Uh, uh, upsets in uh, other areas, but we did put a lot of time into making these picks, and you never know. It does. It, there is a lot of luck in uh, these things, especially with COVID. If uh, we're gonna have some teams uh, missing some crucial players or missing yeah. an entire team, which is high. Not I won't say highly likely, but it's a it's possibility. A, yeah, it's a, it's it's a possibility. Uh... Yeah, COVID could screw screw this whole thing up, to be honest. And uh, similar to those conference tournaments, a couple teams could slide into the Final Four off of uh, unfortunate events. So uh, it'll be a tournament unlike any other, and I'm extremely excited that we at least have March Madness to look forward to this year comparatively to last year. So uh, it was good uh, going through the brackets on the first run with you, and – Good luck, everyone, with their picks. And uh, until next time, keep the slices coming.